want to talk tough movies? Here's a superhero with the biggest pair of all. You looking for me? There she was, just walking down the street singing. Miss Elvira is a slimy, slithering succubus, a concubine, a streetwalker, a trap. Yes, she's got it all. She's everything you've ever wanted in a movie. A woman and a casserole. You'll see lots of weird romance. What's that perfume you're wearing? Super unleaded. Don't smoke. Loads of drooling madness. Ew, I hope you change the sheets. Hey, Elvira, we got us a couple more volunteers. Great, just grab a tool and start banging. A whole gang of awesome monsters. I'm fast, Jamal, you know it. And a few sleazy experiments. There's nothing wrong with G-rated movies as long as there's lots of sex and violence. The charge is elvira as elvira mistress of the dark but if they ever ask about me tell them i was more than just a great set of it's the greatest double feature of all time Welcome, boogers, to the Late Night Fright. This is our Wednesday edition of our week-long series of shows. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very awesome, my very lovely, my very horror movie hostess, co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. And today, go ahead and tell them what today is, Faith. It is Women of Horror Wednesday. And when we originally conceived of this week of shows, this was going to be Weird Wednesday, wasn't it? And I think so. And you had the genius, and I mean that genius idea. You said, "Let's do let's do Women in Horror Wednesday." And I think this week is all the better for it because I got to revisit a movie mm-hmm. that I had not seen in a very long time. Go ahead and tell them what movie we are going to be talking about. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. That is right. The 1988 feature film starring Cassandra Peterson. This came out September 30th, 1988, and it did not do anything when it came out. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy? A little bit. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, She is played by, as we said, the very talented Cassandra Peterson. And, you know, there's that debate that rages in some circles with uh, comedy and women and can women be funny and some people uh, fall on the side you know women can't be funny you know I myself have never thought that because funny is funny no matter right. who you are uh, you know and there's a lot of names you could throw out that say you know well just look at you know Amy Poehler look at Tina Fey you know a lot of you know Madeline Kahn we talked about Madeline Kahn on the show before uh, the entire cast of uh, Clue, you know, the yeah. all those women in that are, are insanely funny. Uh, this woman is insanely funny, and I think, you know, is one of the single great, you know, uh, ends to that argument. Cassandra Peterson as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And she's a really interesting figure. So in 1981, she began hosting the movie Macabre out of L.A., and that quickly became nationally syndicated, and she was 
and still is a pop culture phenomenon. And you, um, I'm 40 years old. I grew up with Elvira. I knew, you know, she became famous during my lifetime. Um, have you always known about Elvira? Has oh, she, of course. she's something that's always <laughs> been around, right? Yeah. Um, and Cassandra Peterson has lived really three lifetimes. And, you know, they talk about these days with, uh, there's all this talk these days about strong women and, and all this. I listened to a podcast where they interviewed her, and this woman has lived three lifetimes. You want to talk about just a strong woman, a great person, an interesting person. Cassandra Peterson is that. She began her career as a dancer in Las Vegas um, of the uh, nude and cabaret variety, <laughs> and 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 that's going to play in, I think, to this Elvira character. Yeah. She lived in Italy where she sang in the band. She's done some modeling. She was on a Tom Waits album cover. And she says she thinks it's her because she doesn't remember shooting it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then she became a member in 1979 of the Groundlings. And Faith, do you know who the Groundlings are? They're a comedy improv group that claims uh, Amy Poehler as a as an alumni. Okay. Uh, and uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, Phil Hartman, they were members of the Groundlings. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe Michael Keaton was a member of the Groundlings, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of people, nice. a lot of great people have right. passed through the improv halls of the Groundlings. So... She's extremely talented. She's, um, you know, um, not just a body of work, as you could say. <laughs> har, har. Uh, har, har. And she would make that joke if she were here. Um, but the, the character of Elvira is based on uh, an old uh, vampiro who was a horror host in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and who was based then on the character of Morticia Adams from the comic strip that looked that black dress. And... Um, but what sets Elvira apart is her personality, and she's got a valley girl delivery, and she's aware of the joke. She makes double entendres. She's <laughs> she revels in them. Really, she she's very proud of them. What what do you get from her personality? Like, what's what's kind of the the defining thing of her personality for you? I love. She's like very witty. I feel like you know, quick. Yeah, just so quick. Yeah. <laughs> And the jokes are immature and juvenile, and but you uh, still laugh at them, you know. <laughs> and they're hysterical, yeah. Um, uh, for instance, there's one joke in this movie uh, where she's introducing what's going to be the movie for next week, and because she plays a horror hostess who loses mm-hmm. her job in this, and she says uh, the name of the movie that is going to be playing is the thing with two heads, and she uh, introduces it as the head with two things. <laughs> And then gives a look, and it's not just her verbal delivery and her wit, but her physical um, uh-huh. uh, comedy and her eyes, the way she uses her eyes, and really, and I'm, I'm not being funny here, her whole body, right. you know. And one of the big jokes with Elvira is that she's wearing this low cut gown that just shows the goods, and <laughs> it's nothing. It's yeah. they're there and they're a source of uh, amusement, you know. Um, she really owns this. She owns, you know, everything about this character. And uh, like I said, she's been a pop culture fixture for for years. You want to talk about, you know, strong women, smart women. Uh, she's an entrepreneur on top of it. Elvira has made her money hand over fist. She is a multi, multimedia uh, uh, fix. You know, she's uh, done beer commercials. She's done uh, Halloween costumes, anything you can think of. There's been her name on it, video games, uh, comic. There's a great Elvira comic series that's nice. still going. Um, so, uh, you know, a line of videotapes uh, with uh, with her show where she introduced the B movies, you know, like she would do on television. Mm-hmm. And I have very fond memories of uh, being very young and 
watching Saturday Night Live and being allowed to stay up, you know, as you do when you're a kid. And she came on right after Saturday Night Live. And so I knew who she was. And, and you know, I got the joke as a kid. You know, she was just funny, right. you know. And uh, I think it's amazing, too, because Cassandra Peterson, and I think we're in agreement, she's a lovely, she's a beautiful oh, woman, yeah. you know, very, on top of the beautiful. talent. And she's a redhead, and they hide her under that big beehive, <laughs> you know. That character is like one part valley girl, like punk and goth, and then with a little bit of share thrown in, you know, and always, <laughs> always with that, uh, with that black gown that she's wearing, yep. you know. And uh, I think it's just one of the great creations in, uh, in pop culture history, and, and been around forty years now, and yeah. still going, you know. So, uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the movie. You hadn't seen this. I'm pretty sure I you hadn't seen not. this. I saw it when I was nine or ten, probably when it came out on on video. That's, it, that's it, how long it's been since you watched it. It had been a long around. time, yeah. And it was on sale on Vudu for like three dollars. So I was like, it's going to cost me three ninety nine to rent it. Right. You know, um, just go ahead and buy it. And right. uh, it was a good purchase. So when you said let's do, you know, Women of Horror Wednesday. Um, I was glad you picked it because we already yeah. had it in the. In yeah, the I've been wanting to, you know, to right. watch the movie anyway. So, right. what did uh, what did you think of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? I told you earlier, this was like the farthest thing <laughs> that that I imagined this movie. What, and what did you imagine that it was going to be? Maybe something more dark and mysterious or witchy. I don't know. But it was so much funnier and lighter, and <laughs> the story was not what I expected at all. It feels like a throwback to the 50s movies, you know, um, because the story is uh, her great aunt dies. She loses her job. She wants this money to put on a Vegas review. So she goes to collect the inheritance, and then she ends up in this town of squares in Massachusetts, uh, Falwell, which I think is a reference to Jerry Falwell, who was a member of the religious right at that time, <laughs> a leading figure in that um, they don't ever say it out loud, but you know, just right. a little, little subtle jab, you know, which is <laughs> fine. Uh, cause the movie's really not political at all. Um, and then, uh, you know, she goes to collect the money and then her uncle's into dark magic. So she has to battle him and while battling the moral police in the town. And it's just silly yes. and fun <laughs> and ridiculous and, I texted you this. I said, this movie is full of dick jokes, tit jokes, and fart jokes. <laughs> this might be the most perfect movie ever made. And I stand by that because the movie is full of dick jokes, tit jokes, and, um, fart, and jokes. fart jokes. Yeah, Because there's literally a scene where she's um, washing her car and her, her tits are just pushed up on the windshield. Like, And again, she owns this character and there's nothing like overtly sexual about it. It's just <laughs> ridiculously good-natured fun. Like, here they are, you know. Um, and then there's some real (laughs) raunchy jokes in there too, that might go over the heads of maybe someone younger watching it, you know, and I think both of our favorite little line in the movie was, you know, she falls and hits her head and, uh, and the guy asks, how's your head? And she goes, well, I have had no complaints yet. And then she realizes what joke she made and those eyes just light up and, um, so it's great, but um, uh, what do you think? I mean, this feels like a like a throwback. Like it could be like Elvis coming into town, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. you know to get his inheritance or something. Did you feel like a fifties vibe it from d- this movie? It did. It really did. I didn't think about that till just now. And a real kind of campy vibe to it, yeah. but just it's a lot of fun. I mean, so much fun. And comedy is so subjective. So if you watch this movie or haven't seen it in a while, like, and you go back and watch and you go, well, this is stupid. I don't know what Dan and Faith were talking about. Yeah, I get it. Comedy is subjective, but this is just so good natured and 
uh, I said it before we started rolling on this show that it's a bunch of dad jokes, right? Like, <laughs> just. But you just cannot help but to laugh at them. They're so stupid, and but if, they're funny. And if you're not laughing, you're smiling. Like I was smiling at her the entire time, and, um, you know, and uh, this yeah, movie's I, really titillating, right? It's yes. see what I did there. I see what right. You did. <laughs> but um. <laughs> There's not much to it other than I think just, you know, being completely entertaining. And we were talking about how talented she is mm-hmm. and she was a writer on this. I mean, and you can feel that she was involved right. in this. And uh, I, I do want to say we were talking about her being a dancer and that comes into play here. I think both with her being so, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Free with how, you know, with yes. what she wears, you know, she's yeah. not embarrassed by that. She is knowingly owning that like i keep i keep saying that she's owning it but it's because it's not a sexual thing does right. that make sense to yeah, you yeah it does it does like i'm not i'm not off the off the path there with that like no. it's not like hey look at me it's just part of the character like yeah. you know this like that's her like regardless yes. right right it's just that's what she wears and that's <laughs> yeah and she's gonna wear it damn it whether you like it and but um the dog cracks me up. Yes, there's a there's a poodle in the movie. Yes, that's her actually animal familiar, and it's really it's really precious. There's there's a lot of fun, and there is some fun supernatural stuff in here. Mm-hmm. There's um there's some like magical spell casting, and yeah, I like when she's cooking and she's making the casserole. She thinks right. that's what she's making, but it's some creature. <laughs> right, it turns out to be a creature. So. This is absolutely ridiculously good-natured fun. This is the kind of movie you should have a drink or or your substance of choice, whatever. We're not condoning it. Just saying, you know, you know please use responsibly. And just sit back and, and really enjoy this. I don't think they were trying to uh, reinvent the wheel on this movie right. or anything like that. I think it was just, hey, let's make a let's have a good time. And uh, it seemed like they had a good time. Now, the great Edie, Edie McClurg is in it, too. She plays... Um, uh, Miss Pariah, the town morality police, and I love uh, Edie McClure. <laughs> she was uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She was also in Mrs. Poole on the Valerie Show at that time. So she was pretty well known. She has a lot of great comedy credentials, and she makes a great foil for her. And uh, it, I keep saying it; it's just a lot of fun, it isn't is. it? It really is. And it's always nice when we get to do a change of pace here. Um, because we did Godzilla uh, mm-hmm. for Monday and we did Freddy's Revenge and we have two other great movies coming up for Thursday and Friday. But it's great when we get – I like when we do comedies on here. And, I do too. You know, what, what have we done so far? We've done Clue, uh, which is mm-hmm. available. I feel like we've done uh, another um, one that is escaping me at the moment. But <laughs> it, um, it's always nice to do a change of pace like this. And uh, like we said, Elvira, she's just a mainstay in the horror community. And, oh, absolutely. And uh, we talked about Freddy Krueger on our Tuesday show and Robert England plays Freddie and Freddie, uh, I say Freddie, Robert is, uh, fans love Robert. Robert absolutely adores the fans and there's a lot of love that is exchanged and affection. And you, I don't know, have you ever seen any videos of Robert interacting yeah. with the fans? Mm-hmm. Can you tell there's a, a genuine affection there between Robert and those fans? And he, you can tell he likes meeting them. I know. She does that too. Uh, she is very affectionate and genuine with her fans, and, and awesome. I, I've read that she takes time to you know to at least you know speak with them when she when right. she meets them. And I've never heard any bad interactions with her. Like she really enjoys this persona and enjoys you know the fans. And I think that says a lot about I was, her. I was say, Let yeah. me ask you. I don't know if we've touched on this in the show. Um, 
we just mentioned Robert mm-hmm. England with the fans, Cassandra Peterson with the fans. Christopher Lee, I understand, was very great with the fans. These horror icons really seem to do uh, great with interactions with fans. Do you, do, you, do you have any idea why that is? Because hmm. you hear it more with them than you do, you know, uh, other people. I mean, yeah. maybe it's harder sometimes for them to have a fan base doing what they do, possibly, you know. Possibly because there's, you know, these conventions and things like that, I think. But still, that, but that doesn't account for, you know, you could be a complete ass and, and yeah, you know, these but maybe people, they're but, just, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, because I've heard nothing but good things about Tony Todd, who played Candyman and has done some great genre work, and uh, Kane Hodder, who played yeah, Jason gonna, in, several, in several movies. And you always hear just nothing but nice, you know, very flattering and, and genuine things about these people. And, uh, and like I said, she's one of them. And, and I just, I've, I've always thought that. And I know Peter Cushing was always Do very Do you have respectful. an idea? I mean. I think it's because, you know, the, I think the accessibility thing is part of it. Because, you know, there's more opportunity for them to interact directly with the fans, with these conventions. But again, that doesn't account for, you know, they don't have to go to those conventions right. and do that. And and I can't imagine it's just a money thing either. Um, right. You know, I think when you explore the dark, we've talked about this, you explore the darker nature of things. I think, you know, it actually turns out you're a great person, you know. <laughs> you know, nicer people seem to have an easier uh, way in with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think I think Cassandra Peterson's just a, a genuinely, she seems like a genuinely great lady. Oh, and, yeah, I'd um, love to hang out with her and make yes, dad jokes. And <laughs> Yes, and if you can find, uh, I mean, there's you know, with, it's great with the internet these days, uh, YouTube. There's several interviews with her that are available. Uh, she's She's been a podcast guest on several things. There's a great interview she did with Stan Lee before he passed away, and she was on Stan Lee's podcast that he had. And I think... Um, it's a really great interview. She has some really wonderful stories. She's a great storyteller. Um, she's very giving with her time. She has a great story. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr., you know, the Rat Pack, mm-hmm. um, great singer, dancer, entertainer, and actor. He had a glass eye, and she tells a story about when she was touring as a topless uh, dancer, cabaret dancer. She, um, uh, Sammy was in the audience, and she found a glass eye and put it right there on her boob and went and danced in front of him and made him laugh. That's the kind of sense of humor that she has. And oh, I love it. I think it just kind of comes through. And um, <laughs> she says that the Elvira persona is her as a teenager, um, the kind of just quick-witted, you know, right. you know, valley girl type. <laughs> so I, I love her. I absolutely adore I her. I mean, and not just because I like looking at her. She, <laughs> I love that personality. I do. I love everything about Elvira, Mr. Dark, and, and everything that I know about Cassandra Peterson is just really off the chain. And um, uh, you're yeah, a fan, too, I am. You? you know, I even tried to reach out. And contact her to get her on our show. We've reached out to her and to Robert England. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to get Robert because, as we said, uh, there's a 50th show coming up very soon, and and there's a certain movie that Robert was in from 1984. Wonder what I that wonder is. what movie oh that is. Goodness. Wink, wink. I don't know. That's going to be our 50th show. You know, letting that cat out the bag. But um, uh, Elvira Mistress of the Dark. There's not much to say about the movie. You know, talk about. But uh, I'm glad that we did this because I'm glad we got the spotlight. Her. Her, exactly. You know, but it really, I mean, it's a fun movie. I want to go back and watch it. I mean, I, I want to watch I it like again, it, too. It, it made me, it made me, it's about a 90-minute movie. It made me laugh for 90 minutes. <laughs> I, I wasn't, it, I don't feel like it ever drags. It's just a really good-natured uh, comedy that, uh, you know, feels like it came from the 80s. They used to make movies like this. But it also has a, a throwback to, like, a 50s movie. You know, I could totally see this being a musical or something. Yeah. And, uh Uh, Going back to what I was talking about, her showgirl um, um, uh, 
uh, experience really comes into play with the end of this movie mm-hmm. when she does the tassel dance and it is just absolutely that's pretty that's pretty uh it was impressive what she yeah, was impressive. doing but what i was really impressed with was the look on her face uh when she went yeah uh-huh <laughs> like right you know and uh that is available as a gif or gif we're still not sure how to say that and you can watch that scene on youtube it is absolutely wonderful and will change the way that you uh change what you think that's that's it so uh, you have anything else you want to add about Elvira, uh, the lady or the movie? <laughs> I think that's it. Other than, I mean, I love her. I think if you haven't really, you know, learned about her or anything, you, right. you need to. Check her out. She's yeah. she's a whole lot of fun. Um, she's one of uh, the interviews I've, I've heard and read with her. Uh, she's one of the most genuinely honest people I think you'll you'll ever meet. And she seems like a real, like a real hoot. And um, I'd say... Um, yeah, I was gonna make a boob joke, but I don't have anything. <laughs> you know, she puts the boob back in boob tube. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, right from the movie. But uh, uh, we, well, we didn't do this. Uh, favorite moments from the movie? Did you have any favorites? Mm-hmm. I know we mentioned the uh, "How's your head?" scene. I, I, like, I like the dinner scene. The that dinner scene is great. I like when they paint the house and it looks absolutely <laughs> atrocious. And the look on her face, she goes, "It's fabulous." Yeah. And we need to mention that there is um, uh, horror royalty in this. I can't. I still cannot remember the guy's name, but. Uh, the Wizard Master from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, appears in this film. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's about as much as we... There you go. So <laughs> there's that's all either. we got. That's about <laughs> as much in-depth we got on this movie. And we don't even know the guy's name. There you no. go. <laughs> and he looks exactly the same. I think it's the same glasses he was, so he was wearing in both movies. I know because I'm like, wait a minute. I know this guy from somewhere. Who is this? Right. <laughs> it's the Wizard Master, but Freddy doesn't do fantasy. So... <laughs> Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Watch it. You're not going to be disappointed. Nope. It's it's a it's a wonderful, silly little fun movie, and uh, it's 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 great. I think I think you'll like it. And um, I, I, that's all I have. That's all I've got too. Yeah. Well, I am Dan, and I am Faith, and we want you to keep, keep your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash. See you on the other side. Dan and I am Faith and we want to let you know that we are on the world wide web that's the interwebs isn't it Faith that's what I like to call it the interweb www.latenightfright.com and we are also on the gram we are you can check us out at the late night fright podcast or you can also follow my personal page I'm a normal alien you're not exactly normal but that's okay (laughs) uh check out the website you can subscribe to our mailing list and if you like the show please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff you know us we're available wherever podcasts can be found you got that right we'll see you on the other side